shout out. Uh, the first shout out of the pod will be to We Crashed, which is the podcast that is exposing WeWork. Oh, is that real? I guess not exposing. They're already pretty exposed. I hate them. Yeah, yeah. No, they're a, they're a, they're like a failure the company. Art in the inside of this facility. Oh, like corporate yeah. motivational art. It doesn't surprise me at all. It's terrible. You should listen to We Crashed. I would love to. It's They're nice, like, 20-minute little investigative journalism babies, mm-hmm. and you just want more. They also, like, I know that they, like, fancy themselves to be state-of-the-art, but their compost thing is just a bucket that's always open, so there's a million fucking flies That's everywhere. disgusting. It's so disgusting. Also, there's nothing state-of-the-art about composting. Yeah. I want to be like, have have, like, a... Like, figure it out. Make it so that there's not flies colonizing. It's like, it's the first thing that was ever invented in the world was composting. It's not state-of-the-art. They just learned about it, I think. They just probably found out you so could do like, it. they're like, put a bucket out. Yeah, put also, scraps here's another tip. New Yorkers and anyone in the world, freeze your compost. Yeah, freeze it. Just freeze it. Freeze it, baby. Get compostable bags, line a thing. Freeze it and then bring it to a community garden. Hell yeah. Guess who uses compostable um, bags? Who? Trader Joe's. Oh, very nice. All of their bags for their produce are compostable. That's great. I learned about it because I've been doing a thing this week, and I think probably last week, but I only noticed it this week, so maybe forever. I've become the kind of person that strikes up a conversation with like, the person at the cash register. Oh, I do kind of like doing that because yeah. I want a free thing. Like I've just, I just strike up a conversation and not in like an imposing way, but I'll just, you know, make a little fun quip yeah, about the sure. weather or like, hmm, like a funny whatever. Yeah. Like the other day at the wine store, uh, I had to buy wine for, I told you my brother. Oh, yeah. I almost said brothers because I just love Matt so much. Aww. Matt, if you're listening, I do Basically love you. Basically the same. Uh, and, uh, oh, she, the, the woman was saying, oh, you can just shove it in here. Uh, and I was like, oh, so you want me to just shove it? Like it was the card reader. Oh, okay. And she was like, no, I didn't mean it like that. And I was like, uh, I see how it is. You want me to just shove it, don't you? And I made wow. like, the whole thing and then we laughed and we're friends now. And you know what? I feel like if you do that enough, you'll get to one where you get a free thing. <laughs> That's my it, goal. It worked today. Did it? Yes, where? I went into Kiehl's between mm-hmm. classes, Ugh, and the man dream. hooked me up with the promotion that had already oh, stopped. Oh, my God. See? You know where I like to do it is, like, the airport and DMV type mm-hmm. places. Yeah. Because, like, you know they're just going to make things easier for you if they can if you're nice to them. Yes, Actually, it happened twice today. Okay, the Keels thing was because me and him have the same birthday, mm-hmm. and we got chatting. Oh my god! That and is then a at the dentist. Oh wow! First of all, okay, I almost have to stop myself because I'm realizing this is such a boring like thirties <laughs> person to, thing to do. But <clears throat> all day I've been telling whoever I run into, like I went to the dentist today. The dentist cleaned my teeth. Not the hygienist. Oh, wow. Wait, did you go the attend? The dentist did it. Did you do attend? I don't know what that is. That's like the one medical dental thing. No, I went to Noble Dentistry. Oh, well, well, well. On 9th. Oh, wow. And uh, it was my first time there, so they gave me a free 
Eos, those like little oh, that odd is nice, things yeah. that are that had like noble dentistry put on it as a gift. Wow. And then the dentist herself cleaned my teeth and you know what she said? Do you what? know what she said to me? Good flossing habits. Do you know what she said? What? I haven't seen teeth this clean in years. Oh my god. And she thanked in me. Years? She thanked me. Wow. For the opportunity to clean such a clean mouth. The last time I went to the dentist, they yelled at me because I refused to get a crown put on my old broken <laughs> tooth. And they're like, one day you're going to come in and it's going to be an emergency and then you'll get the crown. And I was like, yes, that is how it's going to happen because guess who doesn't this have $3,000 like, to yeah. get a crown today? $3,000? That's what they quoted me. Holy shit. And like it, that would definitely be it right now because I don't think I've hit my dental... Deductible is that separate? It is separate. Right? We need to do something, and we need to get regrettable tattoos, yeah. or do a drug, or go to Vegas soon. Yeah. Because this, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Our lives are a little bit regular. We got to shake it up. I guess. I kind of want to or stay cool the course. Down. We could cool it. We could cool out. <laughs> I kind of want it. We to, could cool out. Like, I want it to just like be like a smooth river that goes. Yeah. Instead of just like a river where it's like, uh oh, I washed up on another weird bank. I guess oh, I no, definitely, where am I, now? I definitely do want to get off this white water Crazy raft white water of fear. Rafting, yeah. Um, it's just been a white water rafting adventure yeah. of fear yeah. and sadness. Yeah. For the last oh winter, I'll say sure. the winter. Well, sure. Some people might. Call that a seasonal thing. I think that it's beyond. Well, yeah. Seasonal affective disorder. I think it's like a com- I think it's a combo pile on maybe. Yeah, I will say everyone should replace their light bulbs in the winter. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I did it, and boy howdy, so let me tell you, it's, it's very like, bright. It's, it's like my own private sunshine. I guess, like I do think about. We have one of these kind of sconces. How did you even get that off? It's kind of like you push it up. You gotta, you gotta go up to get down. Huh? Because we have like a weird sconce that I look at all the time. Like I'm staring into the sun because, like, first mm-hmm. of all, I don't know when the light bulbs were changed. I think most of them are probably out. Second of all, you can see all the dust collecting in it, and I'm like, I if only I knew how to clean that. How many mosquitoes were in there? Oh yeah, you're lucky there wasn't a moth, Ooh. buddy. Boy, mm-hmm. that moth is lucky there wasn't a moth. That's true. Because I would have murdered it. That moth is dead by now. Oh, for sure. Or under the fridge, biding its time, getting humongous. <laughs> Thick, <laughs> so juicy, dry. Oh, no. no. Becoming a mothman. Ugh. I don't like that. Welcome. Oh, anyway, yeah, 10 minutes in, we will say. And uh, now that you know all about our dentists and regular lives, welcome back to That's the Spirit welcome. Podcast. We've been gone for a couple weeks because we had so many we life events. We had a couple events. emergencies. We had some emergencies. We had some sad happen. I am going to share, I think, with our listeners sure. for me that everyone, everyone, Blue has passed away. It was, it's been a sad, hard time. It's been awful. And I know that over the years you've all heard me, all two of you out there in cyberspace. Come on. Have heard me talk about my son. And how I think you've you heard know, us play with him quite a bit. Oh, so much! So many hours of hearing yep. gentle flumps and thumps in the background. Oh, of also hearing his skittering, his snorings, snores, wheezes, his meows, babiness. 
he's a good boy. That time that he lit on fire bags. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's my son has passed on, and it is the worst ever. <coughs> but Sorry. for anyone who's wondering, it was completely sudden. It was a congenital heart defect. There is nothing anybody could have done. No. And he wasn't in pain. He wasn't in pain, and he got to hear your voice, and I think that he took a lot of comfort in that, and he loved you very much. Yeah, and I loved him. And everything I do from now on in my life is dedicated to Blue, who I'll miss forever, and I'll never be happy again. Donations in his name can be made to Stephanie. Oh, my God. A dot... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Truly, donations in his name can be made from whence he came, the ASPCA. Aww. Yeah. Protect the, American the, special the animals. Mm-hmm. Cuddlers What does that stand for? Safety and protection of animals? Wait. It is safety and protection. AS American Safety and Protection. Okay. You know what? It may not be safety and protection. <laughs> There's no way to know. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to look it up. Sorry. There's no way to know. Stands for... Come on. Why? It should just say it on their website. Right away. It should just say it right it on the website. It should be the number one thing. American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. <laughs> Safety and protection is prevention of cruelty. So I guess close. I guess what I meant was, you know... It's kind of, you know, safety and protection society is the same thing in it's a way. It's close. It's close. Yeah. Safety, protection. Yeah. Also, if you are cats. looking to adopt a pet, go to ASPCA. Oh, definitely. They're going to hook it up. They'll hook you up with a good, a good baby. They will. They'll, they'll, and you know what else? It, it'll cost you nothing to do practically. Yeah. Nothing at all. They'll make it easy pachisi for you. So everyone, if I'm a little <coughs> melancholy me. today... It's because I'm still in complete mourning for my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now you know. Now you know. Um, I not much for me to report. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> I got. Oh, I did. I had surgery while we were off. Air. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the other part of the. You know, she's healing up. So, but that's it. Yep, I'm looking Slowly at Robin now. She looks like again. she's my healthy friend. Thank you. Yep. Slowly learning to stretch again is also the name Ugh. of the movie that we're making. I don't want to push it, you know? Yeah. You know, I think the stitches are probably dissolved. Every time I do anything, I'm like, they're going to pop right out. They won't. I don't think they will. No, but point, I do need you to know that the sequel to I'm Shy is slowly learning to stretch oh, again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love I'm Shy. I love I'm Shy, too. Oh, God. Well. Do you so, know what? Yeah. My mom is already talking about how blue is a ghost now. Well, yeah. we. I, I got to be honest. I was, too, pretty much, like, you know, last week. My cat, yeah. you guys, like, I heard my cat fussing with something in the main room underneath, way, way underneath the closet that used to be your closet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is it, girl? What is it? And I put on my phone flashlight, and it was an old mouse toy that was Blue's. Yes, because... When he lived there. Yeah, so me and Blue lived in Robin's current home in, in 2015. Room. So it's a five-year-old leftover toy yeah. that maybe just happened to find, like, she the day after he fine. passed. And she was... 
she loves it and she's been playing with mm-hmm. it and running all up and down the apartment. I with do it. think he's maybe making the rounds and visiting with maybe, maybe playing a little. Oh, My yeah. mom says she thinks she's that he's been at home <coughs> in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. He hasn't visited me yet. I think you'll know. I think I, I think will he's know. gonna hit, smack you in the face with a little paw. He's going to. If I if if I feel like somebody is electrocuting my ribs, I'll oh, know yeah. that he's here. You know what's gonna happen? Your remote is gonna fall off <gasps> or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, you're right. It's just gonna tumble right down. Yep, that's how it's I'll know. Gonna get slowly pawed right off. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. how I'll know. Oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait for that day. That or the piano will start playing itself in a fun way because oh, would love. What he used to do was uh, I'd leave my door open. And for some reason, he wouldn't think he could fit, even though he absolutely could. So he'd jump up on the piano. To try and get on your dresser? He No, he would just poke his head in and be like, <laughs> and wait for me to come and get him. Oh. Like, he would wait for me to come, and then I'd have to hold him like a baby Scared and then take him to the bed. Door, like, closed on him? He just didn't think he could fit, I feel. Or wanted me to, or wanted me to do it. Maybe just Liked that I did it. My cat will yell at me until I pick her up and hold her. Yeah. But then she, after like 10 seconds, she's like, we're done. We're done. I'm done. Let me down. Blue never wants to be let down. Once he's up, he's, he's, he's He's the baby forever. He's a good hugger. Oh. Right around the middle, like a koala. Miss my son. Everyone, give your cat a hundred kisses tonight. Maybe has gotten really bold about reaching her paw under the door, whether it be the bathroom or the bedroom, and just acting like she can pry it open. Mm Mm-hmm. And trying Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see you really try. Blue That's did. Going he did that her. once. I used to have a a rawhide like pole thing with a little fish on it, mm-hmm. and he discovered how to maneuver it to open doors. That's smart. But then it, he he broke it, and that was his own fault. Imagine if we just every door had a cat door in it; they would just be present for every single. I thing think you my did. friend Kenny, if you're listening to this, I remember once in your old apartment, a door that didn't belong to you and was a landlord's door. You just took off the hinges and put, like, cut a, a square for the cat wow. in, into the bottom of it. Wow. Um, Zoe's house uh, in Philly has some random cat doors, but I discovered they were for a rabbit that used to live there, not for a oh, cat. Oh, that's so cute. I know, it's very cute. Oh, that's so cute. It's heartbreakingly cute. Oh, I do just want to get every single pet in the world, I but I know that I can't right now. No. Wouldn't be fair to that pet. No. 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 But, you know, sometimes it is nice to look, maybe not at not at cats, I wouldn't say, but it can be nice to look at buns and, and chickens and cows. I met a bun yourself. at Humane Society. It was gigantic. It oh, was the size of an Easter bunny. The Holland Lop? Mm. What? It was, I don't even know. Then they wouldn't tell me. And I couldn't touch Lemish it. Lemish Giant? Such a gigantic bun. Mm. And like a... Just a sable color, just a beautiful one. Oh, I'm gonna show you a Flemish giant. I bet it was one. Wow, they're really big and they're just like oh, so big. And I was like, how much? No price is too high. And they're yeah, like, just name she's not for sale. They're so beautiful and God, they're too big. Yeah, it was pretty much that big. <laughs> I think that's like a world record one. It was pretty much, but they're like, just like big, oh, giant yeah. stuffed animals. She bun. was a beast. I love them. She was a beast. I truly, like, oh, yeah. My mom was also on board. She was like, we could do it. You could definitely do it. Just because of... Buns are great. Just because of the... Just being surprised by the size and knowing 
knowing this bun needed the love. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no, she wasn't for sale. You just have to be careful when you eventually do become a bun owner. Not to feed them too many bananas. A little banana's okay, but not too much banana. Is it occluding? Like, is it constipating? No, it's just very high in sugar, and it might make them, like, diabetic. Was that same for humans? Because I have to cut down on bananas then. No, I think a rabbit's body is so small, and there's not enough blood in it. I guess in a lot of ways, be... it's a lot different from humans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're right in that Maybe in for that, that sense, big yeah. bun, though. I bet that big bun could do eat a whole banana and be okay. That's true. I think that that's... That's absolutely true. I mean, I've definitely, I've fed my rabbit a whole banana before and been like, oops, afterwards. Oops. And she was fine. And so. of course they love it. And of course they can't get enough. Of course they can't get enough bananas. That's so, the sound of Bun's mouth So makes. delicious. Remember uh, when all of those deer loved that romaine lettuce because mm-hmm. it's the sugar of lettuce? It is. You know what? Mm. Today I was building my own salad for lunch and I added romaine and kale and, like, it on the fucking Just Salad website, an, another anti-shout-out, uh, it shows, <laughs> um, like, the calorie count. And adding the two lettuces raised it by, like, 100 calories. And I was like, I don't believe that there's enough in this That's one be bowl real. of romaine and kale for that to be 100 calories. That doesn't make right? any sense. Okay. Romaine is mainly water. I, that's what I thought. And I was like, I'm not crazy, am I? Also, like, nobody in the history of the universe has gotten super fat on romaine lettuce. Like, you can't convince me right. of that. Right. You could, I feel that you could eat as much romaine lettuce as you wanted and still be, like, d- dying. You would die. Of, like, starvation. Yes. You know. Also, you would have gotten E. coli by now because, like, yeah. every couple That's months true. it just comes through you with an E. coli. You never know. Clean swab back. on E. coli. Yeah. Uh, that's another shout out to E. coli. You gotta beware. There's a shout out. Oh, you know who else we got a shout out? Our friends at Long Neck have a new song out today. Oh my goodness, they do. Go listen to Long Neck, you guys. I Go hope you liked our it. last episode with Lily. Yeah, and you all, you also should have all got the notification already mm-hmm. since the podcast tax yeah. was to follow them and subscribe. Yeah, that's true. So this shouldn't be news to shouldn't any of you. Shouldn't be news to you. What should be news? Unless you're freeloading. An article that Lily shared with us that was a small T-Rex oh, sighting God. in southern Texas. And when we say small, we mean two and a half to three and a half feet. It's unsettling that it's small. It if makes it, was, it worse that it's small. It's worse that it's small. And it's, part of and me is like, is like, why big. would it be small? Why would it be small? I'm picturing it running around either like when a monkey has like a baby doll head on. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It never or existed like a toddler small. running around wearing a costume. I don't like it. Either, Either way, way, that's bad. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I do have some related headlines, though. Oh, great. Just a couple. Cool. This week. Ohio's mythical beast to be on life-size display at Presidential Museum. What is the mythical beast? I mean, the multiple mythical beasts. What? Calling all paranormal pundits. At the end of February, a new museum exhibit devoted to cryptids, myths, and all things in Ohio's odd history is opening its large jaws to the public in Fremont. Open until November 1st. Sloan. I know. You have to you go. to go to it. It's called Ohio, an unnatural history. Okay. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, it, I will say that if this if these claims are true and the actual specimens are on display, this Ohio's is huge, been holding out. This is internationally, I mean, like, this is some of the 
most important news of the it century. It does seem like there's a lot of paranormal stuff in Ohio. What's going on over there? It's, well, there's some weird, weird places. Yeah, that's true. In Ohio, I will say. Um, we got investigating last week's Bigfoot sightings at Salt Fork State Park. Cool. And this is just a pull quote from the article. Quote, personally, if Bigfoot is real, I can relate to his decision to maintain secrecy deep in the woods. There are times in this modern world that I wish I could leave society behind and find refuge in a forest. All right. I do have to just just, just say that nobody should Christopher McCandless themselves, and you just got to be careful. I'm all for seclusion. Yeah. I'm all for becoming a hermit. Don't into wild Don't yourself. Don't do that. Especially trying to mimic a Bigfoot who doesn't have a shelter. Yeah. You're not going to have a good time. All he has is a dog, as we discovered. And a bus, though. He got... Oh, does he only discover the bus at the end? I don't remember. Oh, no, I was talking about Bigfoot. Bigfoot oh, Bigfoot has Bigfoot's a dog. dog. Yeah, 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 Bigfoot's dog. No, Christopher McCandless... He didn't have a dog, Doesn't right? have a dog. He, but he had a bus. And, like, he would have fed the dog berries. one of those poison berries, and, well, thank goodness he had no dog. I know. Like, learn your fucking berries before you go live in the woods. Come on. Um, okay, last one. Fantastical 44,000-year-old cave painting proves we believed in cryptids at least that long. Yes. Of course we did. Uh, a uh, cave painting on the Indonesian island of Sulawesi is not just the oldest example of rock art and figurative art in general, but the oldest evidence of humans imagining supernatural beings, specifically therianthropes, creatures that are part human and part animal. Okay, I think it's just a little <coughs> bit presumptuous to say that it's a supernatural being. Yeah. Why isn't the? Th- why aren't they saying maybe it existed? If it's the oldest art in the That's world. That's true. I think the writer of that article is a skeptic. Yeah, it's super close-minded mm-hmm. and foolish. Mm-hmm. That's like I was uh, listening to a This American Life about a man who was, like, one of the first ever to find a dinosaur bone. Oh, wow. And his, like, journals and stuff about, like, trying to fucking figure out what this was. Because he couldn't so, wrap his mind around it? Because he cannot ima- he cannot wrap his mind around it. Like, uh, I think what he landed on, he thought it was like a crazy elephant bone, but like it didn't work out. It like wasn't, obviously. Um, and I think what he worked out was giants. That is, because like by then people, had, what, t- what year was the first dinosaur bone discovered? I don't like, know, but it was... But it was then, long enough ago must, that people... must pe- have, like, figured that out that there were dinosaurs, right? No. No? This was... It It wasn't until, like, much later, I think. But, uh, this man was, I think, dead or, like... probably still a young science. Uh, <clears throat> and I do think... I think that the most logical explanation, I think, at that time would have been, like, this is the femur bone of a giant. That's... So fun. That's wild. So but fun. But also very fun, yeah. If you're his, like, research assistant, you'd be like, wow. I know. We've done it. But also, he was like, I don't know what this is. This is my best guess. I have no idea what's going on. An educated guess. hmm Wow. I respect that. I really so do. So cool. But it's like that thing where you just see something and you're like, well, clearly they were imagining monsters instead yeah, yeah. of being like, what if that just was a thing? A different animal. Yeah. That we what don't if that know just anymore? existed? Yeah, I guess I've never really looked into the history of paleontology, but now you've got me curious. I'll be honest. Mm. I'll be frank. Mm. I would. I was gonna say I would have loved to be a paleontologist, but it's just so hot. 
It's very hot, and I think it would have scared me a lot. Okay, I do realize that I'm assuming the dinosaur bones only exist in, like, the desert, but they're everywhere. They are everywhere. I think they're easier to find and Where there's not a building. Yeah. Sure. And where there's, like, it's a dry, arid climate, so the ground is, like, Mm -hmm. you know, easier to dig into. True. But they did just find, uh, science Uh just found an Ice Age bird. That what? was so well preserved that oh I saw that yeah that they thought it was just like a regular bird from now yeah I saw the photo of that it it's looks a, like a uh, little pigeon related to the lark oh I know Beautiful. it does look like a little pigeon but once you once you know and you look at it harder you're like you are a prehistoric bird I did bird. just glance at it and I was like okay there he is <laughs> it just looks like a <laughs> it was like a more bird, rough and tumble bird. bird yeah that classic bird fun. shape it's just yeah beak. Wings. Well, you got your beak. You got your Looks feet. Looks like a bird. You got your wings. Sure. Oh. Um, do you have a gauche for me today? I I kind of do. I didn't do. know whose turn it was. I so did if like you want a to go first. I did like a a little bit of a kind of a fun whatever. You know what I mean when I say oh, fun sure. whatever. I'm sharing with you an article from September 18th. 1870. Ooh. Oh, God, I love these. The New York Times. <gasps> yes. Raising a Ghost. <gasps> True History of the 27th Street Goblin. What? In New York? Yes. What? True History of the 27th Street Goblin. That's one block away from... Mm-hmm. Where How I'm and by from. whom the sensation was created, the work of an unscrupulous reporter and a half-dozen policemen... Full and reliable details of the scheme and its operations. What? So this I actually came to from a different article that the Times published. Ghosts, goblins, and ghouls? The New York Times was on it. That's the headline. This is from 2018. Oh, okay. And um, it's like basically it was an article going through being like, remember when we reported on ghosts all the time? I miss it so much. Yeah. I'm actually going to read a little bit of this one. It says, in December 20th, 1878, uh, in an issue from 78 of the Times, between letters to the editor, item on a New Jersey railroad company's foreclosure proceedings, was news of a haunting in Brooklyn. The residents of 136 Clinton Avenue, shout out, shout out, shout out, unable to explain weeks of strange sounds that visited their home at night, became convinced it was the work of mischievous spirits, Mm -hmm. eventually called the police, who were, quote, determined to capture the ghost and treated to a night's lodging in a police cell. Imagine being treated that nicely by the police for calling them for a ghost. I know. During the 19th and early 20th centuries, ghost stories were just a common feature in newspapers everywhere, across the country. Uh, In an 1827 edition of the Wilmingtonian and Delaware Advertiser, both included an, an article uh, titled A Vision of Lucifer. Oh, oh, wow. An essay by someone supposedly awaked by a ghost on a voyage. I love the sound of that. On like a ship's I, voyage? Yes. Wow. Uh, in 1889, the Chicago Tribune described a gang of ghosts haunting the north side of the city by yelling, fighting, and shooting pistols. What? Yeah. Let me see if I can pull that one up really quick. I. Uh, they were sh- Ghosts with guns is a whole new thing. Okay, so, quote, they cannot be seen. They do not softly and silently glide all in white. 
Uh, on the contrary, they yell and fight and fire pistols and fall downstairs and do all sorts of mysterious, not to say diabolical things. Ghosts with Guns is a new genre of horror movie. Ghosts, oh my god, Ghosts with Guns. GWG. Yeah. Uh, so basically, like, they would get deacons and stuff, like, presumed men of truth to be like, that, there's a skeleton. <laughs> Just yeah, like. that's no Kong. Yeah, that's a skeleton you've got in your hands. Uh, <laughs> so much scarier somehow than hearing that's a ghost. Truly. The ghost of a skeleton. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's where I found, um, Imagine basically, Imagine getting like, to do that research. I would love to be that the on-the-ground reporter of, like, go to this haunting. See if it's real. See if it's real. Basically, like, in the 19th century, newspapers had to serve all media needs of readers, obviously. There wasn't TVs. There wasn't computers. Um, it was the yeah. center of media existence. All the old-timey ghost adventures freaks. Yeah, so, like, anybody who wanted any ghost stuff, and it's everyone in the world does, the newspapers knew to put it in there. Wow. Yeah. Just under, like, local news. There's also a castle-like mirage <gasps> in the Ooh, Pacific Ocean in cool. San Diego. Let I me see if that. I can pull that one up a little bit. Mirage like a vast castle. Mm. San Diego, April 2nd, 1909. Mm. Mirages on the ocean are occasionally seen here, but those that were witnessed yesterday off Point Loma have had no parallel here. It's a little bit of redundancy with the word here, <laughs> but okay. One took the form of a, of a vast castle rising from the ocean off the Coronado, mm. looks like, islands. It remained visible for several minutes, then it disappeared in a cloud of mist, which soon vanished, and in its place was the reflection of what appeared to be a large city. Cool. The phenomena was witnessed by a considerable number of tourists who were visiting the Point Loma lighthouse. The day was remarkably clear and bright. And there's your weather as well. There you have your it. Your past weather. Yeah. You gotta know. <laughs> That's Write it in your it almanac. It's like this much text. Yeah. Just like, you know, mirage. Mirage <laughs> like a vast castle. Can you mirage. imagine going through the times now and one of the many, it's like, yeah, like mirage, a mirage like a vast castle. Crazy. Also, I would like to remind you that I don't know if we just called ourselves Mirage in high school, but we called something oh, yeah. to do with us Mirage because we had the Oasis. The Oasis. I think that we were Mirage. I think it was just what we called ourselves. I think that we did, but it, we at the very least knew that it was a joke that we did it. I think it's still a really good name. It is a good name. And the Oasis, for all of you listeners, was the old choir room that was only used for storage and nothing else that had free water bottles. And so by free, many. You, we mean you just, you kind of, like, lean on the door a little bit too hard and then go in there and drink go the water take bottles. take all of them. Yeah. That's the only thing I've stolen in my life is those water bottles. I'll tell you, and I'm not very proud of this, but I am a little proud that I stole a lot from the costume room. Because mm. you know what? They found clothes that fit you exactly right. How do you not expect me to steal from, you know, whatever. Sure, whatever. Also, they were donated to begin with. Yeah, so they were whatever. Donated. Also, like, whatever, Wilton. Whatever. Also, one thing I did love that they got rid of is, remember that Coke machine that was by the boys' locker room? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Every single time when you got a DC from there, it gave you two. Oh, I think I knew that, yeah. It was the best. That was a fabled one. Oh, that was the best. Yeah. Oh, I miss being young! Anyway. You could find one of those in the city. I could find a, a bad machine anywhere that I'd like. 
Bad Machine. Shall I go name. back to Bad Machine is a yeah. great name. <laughs> True History, the 27th Goblin. 27th Street Goblin. Here it is. Who of our readers does not remember the famous ghost of 27th Street? All of us remember. And the intense excitement created by the publication of its marvelous doings. What? That is the first sentence of this article. Who of our readers does not remember the famous ghost of 27th Street? Okay. It is less than 10 years ago when the goblin appeared. Guys, this is a published article. I... And for a while, the metropolis was fairly wild with interest. The details of the... It makes it seem like there were 25 people living in New York City at this time. Yeah, yeah. We all remember the goblin. Who among us doesn't? The details of the occurrence are doubtless fresh in the minds of everyone who reads these lines. that's correct. But the secret history of the affair has never been published before today. All right. To tell the story of the fright truthfully and accurately is the design of the writer. And every word that he says may be relied upon implicitly. All right. Weird to third person. I don't know. You are the writer. Me, you the writer will it. tell the truth. And the narrative is a lengthy one. It's really not that long. But it will repay a close perusal, showing as it does how much mischief may be created by an unscrupulous reporter, a half dozen shirking policemen, wow. and two frightened women. If I, uh, if I pause at all, it's because this is like shitty text. Like, Is it like an old scan? Yeah, it's an old like scan, and everything is like, smushed together shittily in columns. columns. Yeah. Yeah. To begin with, at the time the ghost was raised, yeah, at the time the ghost was raised, the block in 27th Street, I don't know, where it was finally located, was one of the most desirable in New York for residencies. Hmm. It was not at any time a first-class nor aristocratic locality, but it was then quiet and respectable. The houses were comfortable and were occupied by well-to-do folks. I said folks. They said people. Oh, okay. The most of whom owned the premises in which they lived. Must be nice. Yeah, seriously. It happened, however, that several houses in the block from various causes were put in the, in the market for rent simultaneously. That's and it also happened, by some unlucky combination of circumstances... That they were all taken by disreputable persons and put to an infamous oh. use. So they, so people were like, oh, we live in a respectable neighborhood, but we got to get out of here. Whoever wants this place, just take it. No, people were renting, like, they were either moving places or renting part of their homes mm-hmm. to, to ne'er-do-wells. Yeah, well, yeah, but it sounds like they got out of there in a hurry, right? It was like it was a nice, respectable neighborhood, but a bunch of houses went up for rent at once. No, it's still, they still owned them. Oh, okay. They still okay. own them. They were just they like, just we're renting our home okay. for some extra cash, and Got they it. rented to some bad folks. Okay. So, the remaining respectability in the street was greatly troubled by this proximity mm. of disrepute, and anxiously inquired for the means of driving out the pests. Okay? Wow. Crazy. That's why co-op boards exist. Oh, well, yeah. Things in this world more often come by chance than elsewhere. I don't know what that means. And again, it happened that one of these anxious residents met a needy and... I don't know. Unscrupulous yet again is used. Mm-hmm. Reporter. Who had a quasi-connection with the press. 
weird that a reporter wouldn't have a direct connection with the press. Tell me more about this connection. Also, is it you, reporter that's writing this? I bet it is. And to whom the trouble was mentioned. He had some experience. I half expect this person to be like, he was wildly handsome. Yes, handsome and dapper with a mustache as black as night. His writing was like, "Mm, smooth butter on the tongue. Unscrupulous, though. (laughs) He had some experience in disreputable matters and suggested that the nuisance could be, quote, glimmered out. The business in the noise amounts, as it was said, could never stand the light. And if a policeman were stationed at each door with lantern in hand to flash its light in the face of every corner, Mm. it was argued that customers would depart and occupants soon be found to follow the example. Got it. The hint was acted upon an application made to Mr. John A. Kennedy, then superintendent of police, who readily cooperated by ordering the door of each of the houses be made what came to be known as a lantern post. There were eight of these houses and the eight policemen stationed in front with flashing lanterns of the style known as bullseye lanterns Mm. gave a lively and picturesque uh, tinge to a locality that had before been merely prosaic. So, basically, before the end came the lantern... The basically okay, hang on. This part gets like all fucked up. Okay. Weary policemen with lanthorns, standing lonely vigils. Mm-hmm. People taking photos. You can visit the illicit houses before which the watched people are. Mm-hmm. And sconce behind a tree which grew before the entrance was often, you know. A person glaring up. Oh, wow. Okay. Here's where it is. This is all messed up, so just follow me here. Ready? The policemen have a visitor in the trees, growing before the entrance. Uh Uh-oh. They see him by light of lanthorn. Dancing fancifully. No. Upon the door. No. Whither he was tentfully. No. Looking. Turning around to find the source of this sudden illumination, the visitor invariably faced a glare of light that was almost blinding, and before he could say a word, was greeted by a goblin. One moment, sir, just as you are, said the policeman, but no. Perplexed and annoyed, he stood while the officer drew a small card from some mysterious place and glanced alternately at it and the goblin, finally pronouncing it an excellent likeness and putting it in his pocket with an air of supreme satisfaction. What? Then for the first time, the victim, goblin, would find voice to ask what it all meant and would be answered, Oh, nothing, nothing at all, sir, merely taking your picture. What? For the rogues gallery. Basically what was happening was they were just coming across regular people and calling them goblins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You know what? I'll take a goblin in any form. Yeah. Uh, it was basically a prank. Wait, so the these people were hiding in the trees and would come out and the police would flash. They wanted to, like, basically they were, like, looking and then, like, the police would, like, tell them to... Like, if you're around any Scram. policeman now... Those. And they wanted to Keep fuck walking. with you. They'd be like, get over here. And you'd be like, oh, fuck, I have yeah, to yeah, now. Because yeah. I was looking at him. And then they'd, like, fuck with you and be like, all right, fucking get out of here. 
Wow. Get out of here, you. Classic her. police move, I feel. Yeah. So, I'm going to just scroll a little bit. Stay with me here. Stay All with right. me. All right. I would like to note that I saw a fight break out on 28th Street today. What happened? There was a construction worker who I guess like blew smoke in another guy's face <gasps> by accident and they were screaming. And like the construction worker had all his friends with him, but he was smaller than the other guy. <gasps> and so he backed the other guy down because he had a bunch of other construction workers with him. Oh my God. It was crazy though. I've That's awful. Seen, I've never seen like a shouting match like this. At one point, the construction worker yelled at the other guy, it's New York City. And I wanted to be like, that's not a good defense. It's well, New York City is such face. a funny thing to yell. I know. I was like, you can't yell that. You live here. One time, right out my window, there was like a road rage incident where a man went, he got out of his car and then went back to his car and got a crowbar. And including me and all the people on the street simultaneously were like, what the fuck are you doing? Go yeah, back, you get back in your him? car. We all just lost it on him. From everywhere. Yeah, yeah. From, like, the... Not in, like, a, whoa, 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 buddy. It was yeah. immediately, like, what the fuck do you yeah, think yeah. you're going to do you with that? Here? You gonna stupid boy. Like, get back in your car. But it was very scary. It's like when we automatically yelled at that Uber driver who almost killed us. Yeah. Yeah, another anti-shout-out. Yeah. Corporate so, anti-shout-outs. What I'm, what I'm getting from this... Is that they wanted to make, they wanted to make, like, a whole thing of it. Mm-hmm. The police did? Yeah. And superstitious people started thinking they were, like, basically there to ward off goblins. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like one of them may have assumed the shape of a bloody head floating just beneath <laughs> the ceiling with the usual ghostly attribute of um, Whoa. Um, omnipresence. The ghost excitement was a mere flicker in comparison with the tremendous blaze. Um, it was afterward to become added to the troubles of the Mm. unfortunate residents of the block. Basically, like, two of the houses had to close. Wow. Yeah. The houses of ill repute. Yes. Uh, because of a completely made-up goblin story. That's the best way to shut down a brothel. Make up a gob. You make up a goblin. I, it's so hard to tell. This article, as it turns out, is impossible to read, not only because it's old, but because it is poorly written. Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to scroll to the end just very quickly in case I, in case I see a sentence that says, and reader, I was that reporter. Reader, it was me. Uh, <gasps> the last... The last, okay, the last paragraph is, this was how the famous 27th Street ghost became possessed of its residence. None of the policemen dared say a word in explanation of the mystery, which is now for the first time revealed. Even now, it is not possible to fully explain every detail, as even to this day, a lot more happened. Like, uh, buildings did catch on fire, like, because of something that happened. Even now, it is not possible to fully explain every detail, as even to this day, policemen wonder what made... The noise in the hall, which startled the pioneer of the last night. That must have been the cat. What? Is how it ends. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, cats. 
Cats forever. Now it forever. looks like what happened is now and forever. The policemen like, oh, it's that classic like horror movie thing where like you set up a spooky thing, but then like there's an actual ghost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think that you're doing the scaring, but there's also a real scary thing, and you don't realize until it's too late. Oh, I don't like it at all. I really don't like that. It's so scary. To me. You know that doing a joke and then having it be I know real is the worst. You know I can't talk about the Grand Canyon. No, I can't talk about that at all. No. Uh. Yeah, so it's not a lot I did today, but that's kind of what I covered is how ghosts used to be regularly in the news all the time. I love that, and I love picturing old, like, beat journalists going out and being like, now, anything good here today? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta sell some papes. Please find, like, you know, a good ghost story. Just drum one up. I also like picturing it in the newspaper being like, was it a special section, or was it just in, like, local happenings? Yeah. No, it was, like, it had to truly be, right? anywhere, I think. I mean... It seems like... I mean, when articles were this tiny, they must have just been in, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Local. Just put, plopped wherever they would fit to, like, make a normal-looking page. Yeah. Um, the one... The... I will talk a, just a little bit longer about the 136 Clinton Avenue ghost. Sure. Um, basically, this guy, Edward F. Smith, at his home in Brooklyn, opened the door. No one was outside. Ringing continued through the night. Oh, that's Eventually awful. joined by a violent banging at the back door. No. Nobody was there. Commotion became a nightly occurrence. At first, he enlisted the help of his family even with people stationed throughout the house and in the yard, they couldn't pinpoint the cause of this. He sprinkled ash and flour along the path to the, to the door mm-hmm. to find footprints. <gasps> Nothing was like, completely undisturbed. Wow. Eventually, he persuaded authorities to look into the matter. This is when he called 911 about the ghost. Yeah. Police captain and detective visited the house one night, utterly unable to fathom what was going on. Wow. So they returned the next night with more like re- reinforcements. A, the second night, a brick flew through <gasps> the dining room window. It could only have been thrown from a path near the house, but officers stationed outside swore no one was on it. Oh, my God. The house was thoroughly searched for hidden wires or anything else that might solve the mystery. Police found nothing. The Times reporter wrote that he himself ventured out to the house, whistling to keep his courage up. Oh, buddy. He, he like found a small crowd gathered outside and nothing else. Uh, Smith himself was skeptical at first, so like the owner yeah. of supernatural activity. But after weeks of torment, he could think of no other explanation. Sure. He's now convinced of the indivisible cause of all the phenomena is no less a personage than his satanic majesty himself. Wow. Wow. I mean, like, that's his kind of a big deal. If you majesty. think, like, the Satan came... <laughs> To, Satan came like, to my house. Haunt you? Special? Yeah, I called the police. The police didn't scare I'm him. Crazy. Um. Also, do you mind if I get if I if I just like clear up the Twenty Seventh Street Goblin? Oh, please, because I have like the actual story too. Do it. Um. Vague rumors, mm-hmm. but what happened was two women appeared to confirm its existence after moving into a home in the street. Awaking the next morning to find their furniture re- rearranged, even though the windows and doors were locked from the inside. Thousands of people thronged the area and fueled the hysteria with entirely new and strictly original stories of what they claimed to have seen. But the Times uncovered 
as we saw, there was no ghost. The whole craze was caused by joking and lazy police officers. Ugh. So, disreputable people moved out of the block. Concern from the neighbors happened. To flush out the newcomers, the presumed illicit activity in which they had engaged, uh, and the presumed illicit activity, uh, you know, all the bullshit they were doing. Yeah. Um, the existing residents told police to be stationed outside their house. Officers dutifully stood guard and eventually grew weary. Um doing jumping jacks, fucking with people to pass the time. They eventually discovered an unlocked sidewalk hatch that led to an empty house. I wish I I could discover that and then become a squatter in the now house. Oh my god, you're allowed to. Before long, they began using it as an escape from a cold. Because the officers worked nights, they didn't hear that the house had been rented or see that a furniture delivery had arrived. Oh, come on, you guys. This is a very fun movie, though, too. Yeah, that is fun. After moving some of the furniture in, two members of the family decided to spend the night. Later that evening, as usual, one of the officers snuck through the hatch into the house, only to discover the furniture. Without stopping, he wondered why it was there. He decided to move several pieces near the fireplace and use them as couches to sleep on. What is wrong with you? Yup. Just as he finished, the officer heard a noise and realized the house has new occupants. Fearful of being caught sleeping on the job, obviously, and in somebody's house. And just, yeah, at so many things. Yeah, and then he, like, crept out, oh, man. leaving the two women to discover that his furniture was, you know, the furniture was fucking it. Yeah, because he was snoozing. Fucking dumb. Anyway, dumb that snooze. was the goblin. Wow, the goblin was the police all along. Yeah, I think, though, that something else did happen that that reporter was trying to talk about. It sound like they were alluding um, to a supernatural thing. There was, like, uh, I think that after this all happened, they kind of, like, you know, it, it became a craze. And, like, yeah. the goblin became a whole thing. Because the way that that article started, started is, like, readers, you've been the on ghost, the edge right? of your seat for ten years. About this goblin, um, it seemed like it just became, like, local lore. Yeah. I'm going to start that for my own house. Just calling calling a normal thing a goblin? <laughs> I'm just going to tell people there's a goblin here and see if anyone cares. I can get the New York Times to come to my house. Oh, I bet you could at least get, like, Vice or something. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. I want the Times. got to work your way I up. I want the Times. You I want that same reporter from night. 1807 or whatever it was. call in and say there's the ghost of a New York Times reporter here. They will definitely come. They will definitely come. Okay. Good. Life and style. Sorry you talked forever. No, dude. You had a lot to say. Well, I also have something that's not quite a ghost, but kind of a ghost. Great. Stephanie, contests, challenges. Oh, go on. We love them. Mm. Prizes to be won. Riddles to be unraveled. Mm -hmm. Glory Mm. to be had. Now, paranormal challenges, they are a different thing. Often posed by groups or individuals who self-identify as skeptics or rationalists, they publicly challenge those who claim to possess paranormal abilities to demonstrate that they, in fact, possess them. Wow. They're not fraudulent or self-deceptive. This is like when Chris Angel passed that car that said 9-11 to that one man. This is a lot like that. Wow. Um, Yeah. I'm uh, going to tell you a little bit about them, okay? I kind of like them. 
Um, they I are, love them. They are killjoys, but in a in a good way that I think is positive yeah. for society. Oh yeah. Um, the oldest recorded test was in 1922 when the magazine Scientific American made two uh, separate $2,500 office uh, offers. First. For the first authentic spirit photograph made under test conditions. Okay. And second, for the first psychic to produce a physical, visible psychic manifestation. Hmm. Harry Houdini himself was a member of the investigating committee. I love that. Do they do any for ectoplasm? I bet there have been, but... There's one in my big, like, ghost tome about, like, a faker of that. Ooh, Yeah. Like, yeah. fake spirit photography yeah. with the stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what they were trying to get at, being like, make one here in front of us. <laughs> Do it. Um, the first medium to be tested was George Valentine, who claimed that in his presence, spirits would speak through a trumpet that floated around a darkened room. That's such a hard really, thing to fake. Really, crazy. Why would you pick that? Well, <laughs> I think, based on this, he was doing mouth trumpet. For the test, mm-hmm. Valentine was placed in a room. The lights were extinguished, but unbeknownst to him, his chair had been rigged to light a signal in an adjoining room if he left his seat. Because the light signals were tripped during his performance, Valentine did not collect the award. So I think he was just walking around being like... That's exactly it. I would love a trumpet haunting. I think that that is what this man was doing. Wow. Would speak through a trumpet that floated around a dark room. That's just you walk around people and just do that in their faces. And they're like, oh. (laughs) Um, But so that's the first recorded one. Since then, many individuals and groups have offered similar monetary awards for proof of the paranormal. Here are some of them. Great. This one ran from 1928 through 1995. The Houdini Magical Hall of Fame Ran a contest where they would award $31,000 to anyone who could cause a suspended pencil in a sealed box. $31,000? It's so specific. I don't know why. But it's also so much money there are one that are There are ones on here that are way more. And even and back then. Oh, yeah. Fuck. To anyone who could cause a, a, yeah, blah, 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 a suspended pencil in a sealed box to write a message on a pad of paper that was also in the box. Oh, my God. As per the hall itself, or as the hall itself stated, quote, after Houdini's death, another magician named the Amazing Dunninger assumed Houdini's role as Ghost Breaker in Chief. I Their actual that. website says that. No one ever was able to win the prize, but in 1974, the original box was stolen from the museum and a replica box was placed there instead. Sad. So, Put it back. Sad. Put it back. What Put are you it back, doing? Put it back, you asshole. Gonna try at home and then return it and then do it? Yeah. Just if make you, your own box. if you do it, you need to, you know. You gotta tell people. Adjust that rate for inflation too. That's true. Nineteen sixty-three to nineteen seventy-eight. These are just the dates that the contest was active for. Okay. Indian professor and rationalist Abraham Kavor offered 100,000 Sri Lankan rupees to anyone who could demonstrate supernatural or miraculous powers under foolproof and fraudproof conditions. I don't know how many, if that's a lot of rupees, but it sounds like it is. It does sound like a lot. Um, he invited people to try and perform the following feats, saying, quote, Godmen, saints, yogis, and siddhas who claim that they acquired miraculous powers through spiritual exercises and divine boons win this award if they can perform any of the following miracles. Read the serial number of a sealed-up currency note. 
produce mm. an exact replica of a currency note. Mm. Stand stationary on burning cinders for half a minute without blistering the feet. Oh. Materialize from nothing an object, I ask. Oh. Yeah, that, that would be one nice. would be we worth even that. more. Really cranking it up a notch Even there. that would be worth, like, what is it? Rupees? Ruples? A bunch of rupees? Move or bend a solid, a solid object using psychokinetic power. Yeah. Read the thought of another person using telepathic powers. That one is the easiest to fake. Very easy to fake. Make an amputated limb grow even one inch that by prayer, spiritual, crazy. or faith healing powers. I will also say, if you make it grow an inch, just do the rest. If you're, Yeah, if you can do an inch, you can like, probably okay, do the whole great, thing. Okay, great. I have one more inch of knot and arm. Yeah, cool. Thanks. It thanks hurts. for nothing. Uh, levitate in the air by yogic power. Stop the heartbeat for five minutes by Yogi Power. That's I think there risky. is some out there who maybe can do it really slow. If so you it get like it. cold enough, <coughs> That's if true. you get cold enough, you could kind of fake it. Now, this is a magician's trick. Stop breathing for 30 minutes by Yogi Power. I know one man who can do that. And he goes by David Blarn. David. Walk Hang on, on water. Wait. I did find out about this lady this week that was technically frozen through and through and lived. Oh, wow. Good to know. Do you want to see a picture of her? Sure. Okay, keep on talking. Leave the body in one place and reappear in another place. Well, wow. that one confuses me because then there's two of you. Predict a future yeah. event. Develop creative intelligence or get enlightened through tra- transcendental or yogic meditation. Speak or understand an unknown language as a result of rebirth or being possessed by a spirit, holy or evil. Produce a spirit or ghost to be photographed. Disappear from the negative when photographed. Get out of a locked room by spiritual power. Mm. Increase the quantity of a quantity by weight of a substance by divine power. Detect Ooh, a that object. one you could fake too. Oh really? I think so. That would be cool if I knew how to do that. Detect a hidden object. Convert water into petrol or wine. Convert mm. wine into blood. Sure, I would like Wait, that. Wait, does that... Mm, never mind. Astrologers and palmists who hoodwink the gullible by saying that astrology and palmistry are perfectly scientific can win my award if they can pick out correctly within a margin of 5% error those of males, females, and living and the dead from a set of 10 palm prints or astrological charts given the exact, giving the exact time of birth correct to the minute and places of birth with their latitudes and longitudes. Oh, wow. And guess what? He died in 1978, and until his death, nobody ever claimed the award. Great. Yeah. Are you going to show me this picture of a frozen woman? Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first tell you her name, Jean Hilliard. What happened to her? In 1980, she got in a car accident, car failure in cold weather. She walked to a friend's house two miles away and collapsed 15 feet from the oh, door. Oh, I've read about her. The temperature dropped to negative 22 degrees, and she mm-hmm. was frozen solid. I think she wrote something about how it felt. Yeah, I'm sure she did, because mm-hmm. this is insane. Her stiffness was likely due to powerful muscle contractions rather than actual freezing, but they don't know. It was negative 22. Uh, They couldn't even... Her temperature didn't register on a thermometer. It was too low. And uh, her eyes were open, but were not responding to light or anything. And were completely frozen. Her pulse was slow to approximately 12 beats a minute. Damn. And... uh, she, like, they couldn't put an IV in her. Like, they couldn't, Aww, like, girl. yeah, because her skin was frozen. <sighs> they wrapped her in a, an electric blanket. Two hours later, she went into violent convulsions and regained consciousness. Oh, my God, honey. Her only ist- uh, injuries were 
frostbite. Jeez. They think that she didn't go into organ failure because she had been drinking that night. Ooh. And guess what? So all the blood was alcohol. Oh wow! Fuck. My girl driving drunk in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, the pictures of her frozen are so scary, but I am going to show them to you. Yeah, can I just see one? Hang on. Let me get a really good one. It does look like, it does seem like you're looking at a dead person, but just do know that she did live and is alive and she's fine. Okay. Oh my God, that is really scary. I don't like that. I can't believe they didn't just pronounce her dead on the scene. I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I can't believe that they, like, actually hooked her up to anything. Yeah, and also she, like... <laughs> they must she have was put their ear up to her, right? this much. Like, her hands were, like, above her. Wow, just, like, really so crazy. bad. All Truly right. insane that she lived. Anyway, continue, please. All right. Yeah. Oof, God. I just sound so painful. Mm-hmm. Um, 1964 to 2015, a contest was run by the James Randi Educational Foundation, JREF, an American nonprofit organization founded in 1996 by magician and skeptic James Randi. Mm. The JREF's mission includes educating the public and the media on the dangers of accepting unproven claims and to support research into paranormal claims in controlled scientific experimental conditions. You know what? I gotta say, this is like the opposite of Tom Slick, but I like them both. Well, guess what? As of 2015, they are grant-making foundation, so if you come up with a paranormal study, this is where you want to apply to. Okay, great. Um, their contest offered to pay out one million <gasps> U.S. dollars to anyone who could demonstrate a supernatural or paranormal ability under agreed-upon scientific testing criteria. A version of the challenge was first issued in 1964. Over a thousand people applied to take it, but none were successful. It ended in uh, 2015, probably because that was around the time they became a grant funding foundation. In 1979, Randy tested. Uh, four people in Italy while they perform with dowsing rods mm. with the stipulation that the users of the rods had to show a 100% success rate in their guessing where the underground water was. None of them passed the test. Of his failure, one of the participants said, we are lost. But within two minutes, he started blaming his failure on many things such as sunspots and geomagnetic variables. We are lost. We are lost. Going from like, like, you know, the, the first <laughs> step of grief, like, you know, Oh no! To like no no no! I'm just gonna deny just like, all no, of it. No, it was and go actually one back into my my fake world. Um, 1966 to 2005, American journalist and UFO researcher slash skeptic Philip J. Class offered a ten thousand dollar payout to anyone who can produce evidence of the following within thirty days after it occurred. Wow. A. Any crashed spacecraft or major piece of a spacecraft is found to be clearly of extraterrestrial origin by the United States National Academy of Sciences, or B, the National Academy of Sciences announces that it had examined other evidence which has conclusively proved that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrial (laughs) spacecraft in the 20th century, or C, a bona fide extraterrestrial visitor born on a celestial body, a bona fide certified extraterrestrial visitor, Born on a celestial body other than Earth, appears live before the General Assembly of the United Nations or on a national television program. Wow. The party accepting that offer. So if you say, 
the the moment that you say I'll take you up on that, you have to pay him a hundred dollars a year for a maximum of ten years for each year. None of those things happen. Nice. So he was only one guy ever like did it, and he paid for two years, and then was like, I'm not paying you anymore. Um, class was <laughs> very serious about UFOs, and even mentioned them in his will, stating, "quote to UFO to ufologists who publicly criticize me." or who even think unkind thoughts about me in private, I do hereby leave and bequeath the UFO curse. <gasps> no matter how long you live, you will never know any more about UFOs than you know today. You will never know any more about what UFOs really are or where they come from. You will never know any more about what the U.S. government really knows about UFOs than you know today. As you lie on your own deathbed, you will be as mystified about UFOs as you are today, and you will remember this curse. Are you kidding me? Isn't that crazy? So you can be like, anyone who's ever even thought mean things about me, you're, you're cursed, cursed now. You're fucking cursed. Wow. See you on your deathbed. Oh, man. Um, You'll be dumb forever about UFOs. Yeah, you're never going to know anymore. Oh, you're man. You're never going to know anymore. Oh, um, man. Let me see. You guys, you got to be careful of your thoughts. You do have to be careful what you think. Because somebody could curse you based on something they, they don't even know you that you did. Like, you don't even know that they've done it. I think that's it. what happened to us. Recently. God, you're right. Or a drag me to hell scenario by accident. Oh, no. Um, now, I like this one because the name is close to Skeksis. Since Great. 1988, the, the Stitching Skepsis mm. have offered 10,000 euros to anyone who wants their alternative diagnoses, including kinesio- kinesiology, electroacupuncture, bioresonance therapy, therapeutic touch like Reiki. Right. Observing auras, clairvoyance, iridology, pendulum dowsing, and astrology to be tested. Their first challenge in March 1988 was 10,000 euros to any psychic surgeon who could remove Chairman uh, Cornelius de Jaeger's appendix without doing actual surgery, which people claimed to be able to Insane. do. Insane. Yeah. But there are like videos out there of. People like faking this, being like, it's passing through the abdominal wall. Yeah, I've seen that. And then it's like animal organs that they're taking to like. It's just like gross, like weird, ugh, theater. Like, how you, like, you're gonna get caught too. Yeah, of course. You're not gonna take $10,000 to prove that's real. Yeah, also, it's it's gonna still be in there. It's gonna be in there if you do a scan. Yeah. Either that or it was taken out before. Right. They just didn't have it already. Yeah. Since 1994, the New Zealand skeptics have offered 100,000 New Zealand dollars to anyone who could prove by psychic ability that they can indicate the exact location of two halves of a promissory note hidden within an area <laughs> of 100 meters inside Stuart Lansborough's Puzzling World, a New Zealand amusement park. And Stephanie? Stuart Lansborough's Puzzling, Puzzling World? World. It, the park began as a single-story maze in 1973, Gradually expanding to become an award-winning complex of optical illusions, puzzling rooms, and the world's We're first going. 3D maze. We have to We're go. We're going to New Zealand. That's We're like going. just one of the many reasons we're going. One of a hundred reasons. I need to go to the puzzling world. We're going there. There are optical illusions, award-winning complex of optical illusions. The Can puzzling world is my home. I feel like it is like the Alice in Wonderland world that... Like, we're going to go into and just never come out. I'm never leaving. I'm going to become part of it. Yeah, you are going to become part of it. I'll be an optical illusion. You're the Minotaur now. Mm Mm-hmm. Over the years, the search area has been reduced from five kilometers to only 100 meters, and the prize money doubled. 
but the note itself was split in two to reduce the chance of winning by sheer luck. Mm. Contestants have to donate a thousand New Zealand dollars to charity if they fail. Okay, since 1996, Les Skeptiques du Quebec have okay. offered a ten thousand dollar Canadian or ten thousand Canadian dollar prize for quote just a small fact observable or verifiable through experiment of a paranormal phenomenon. That's like you gotta get doesn't sound that hard. Les Skeptiques, you gotta get more specific. Get specific. Just a small fact yeah. observable. Okay. What if I just show you the human bone that I have? The hardest part about this is that you're only allowed to apply if you're in Quebec. If you live in Quebec. That's how they get away That's with it. That's how they get away with it. Yeah. Because everybody in Quebec is like, no, no, no. No, 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 Les Skeptiques. Everyone is a member of Les Skeptiques. Yeah, the, everybody in Quebec is yeah. already, it's the biggest club in Quebec. Yeah. Finally, since 2012, the Fayetteville Freethinkers have offered a free house to anyone who can catch a Bigfoot. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, I know what I'm doing. That's all the info there is about that one. That, that's fine. <laughs> free house if you can not catch a big prove food. it, but catch it. That, I mean, mm. at the very least, you should get a free house. Free because house. Because right. the house is for the Bigfoot. Well, I think they're also like, it's what we've all wanted for so long. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, it's it's that, yeah, but also, in, this free in my mind, you catch the Bigfoot and, you and now. With it? What you what you tame, you are responsible forever. Oh boy! As that one quote by someone else, it's not me. Says the little the little princey. Yes. Poo. Yep. And I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what it is. And if you catch the Bigfoot, you're I responsible for it forever. I love the idea of being like, you win a lot if you catch this cryptid. But the stipulation is, we'll give you a million dollars, but you have to live with it. That's your charge now forever. You can, you, you catch it. If you had to live with one cryptid, which would it be? Oh, man. Think practically here, because you know the Bigfoot would really destroy stuff in your house. It would. And also, I'm afraid that I would fall in love. Yeah. And not because, like, any rational part of me wants to fall in love with a Bigfoot. No. I'm actually afraid that Striking I would Stockholm sy- Syndrome myself into becoming its yeah. wife. I know what you wouldn't choose, and that's the Mothman. I wouldn't choose the Mothman. No. No. I don't know what I would choose. It's really tough. There's so many to choose from. There's so many to choose from. I don't from. want one that's too small, but I yeah. don't want one that's really big. Oh, man. You know what? It might be a water one. It might be like a Nessie, so I can just keep it out back. That would be fun, or like some kind of a... In like a nice tank. But not like a kappa. That's not a fun cryptid. That's, no! No. I never live in a home with a And kappa. also that's more of a ghoul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Like a, like a Nessie, or like yeah. a champ. Like any what of What about those, like, flaming roosters? Yeah, a fiery turkey, yeah, I would do that. A fiery... No, what about those roosters that lay special eggs? What are they mm. called? Oh, damn it. Cryptid rooster. Okay. Here we go. Well, obviously, it doesn't... Oh, a cockatrice. Oh, yeah, cockatrice. Well, that's another one where I'm like, yeah, would it fit well in the house? Sure, but it would. you know it's going to rip stuff up. It's going to destroy things. It's going to destroy things unless you make it a, a, a beautiful... Nice I would turn that entire room into a, a, a beautiful cage. Yeah, you could. It would have to be a caged bird, this one. It would. Uh, and by cage, I mean it basically gets it's that like room. Coop. Yeah, it's a nice coop. And like coop. that door is now just like a just a cage door. Yeah, it's like, like chicken wire. Th- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I can see that. Honestly, 
It would have to be, you know what, now that I'm looking over the cockatrice, the only surefire way to kill it. Yeah. Is if it looks at itself in a mirror. And that would really mess up stuff for how you conduct your house and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? that's true. Anything reflective. But if it's in its own room, I bet you could figure it out. Anything reflective, though? Like, ay ay ay. Well, You gotta I think, think of the cockatrice's health. That's true. Oh, it's just so tough. I think you could mattify enough stuff that it would be okay. I think so. Like, if your only mirrors were in the bathroom and in your room. I know, but then what if it catches a glimpse of itself in the window or one one of my aluminum pots? If it's living in that room... You're right. I think it'll be okay. Because also, you can just put, like, a mattifying piece of, like, like frost... Frosted glass. I think you're right about that. I think that you're right. Frosted plastic. The cockatrice would be fun. It would be fine. Oh, you know. I think I would still go aquatic just, you know, I think I would like to see it splashing around and... That way know, but then you need separate. you definitely need to like you know get a house by a lock. Of course, yeah, Lake. which would be nice. It'd it would be, be nice. wonderful. It'd be beautiful. Wonderful and beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I also love a werewolf, but I also run the risk of falling in love again. You do, and also it might really hurt you. Definitely, you know, you that one definitely, careful. definitely for sure. That's why I'm like, no Jersey Devil, Mm-mm. no Chupi, none no. of them. They're gonna hurt you. Chupacabra, never, 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 years. never, 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 never. No way, no way. Listener, uh, we wish you would write into us with which cryptid you would live with and why. Yeah, yeah, and if you if you too are afraid that you might fall in love with the cryptid and become its wife, let me know if this is if I'm, if it's I'm alone in this fear. Uh, but. Yeah, because I feel like it could happen to anyone. No, I can see it. He's like a big, strong, you know. Bigfoot. Hulking guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Bigfoot. Yeah, you could fall in love. You could fall in love. If you're not careful. If you're not careful with your heart, you could give it away to a Bigfoot. Yeah. So you do have to be careful. You do. Also, the Bigfoot does come with its dog. Oh, you do get a free dog. Yeah. And it is a wolf. Which is a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> so then, you know. In a lot of ways, cool. It is cool. Yeah. You just have to be very careful. You do. You really do. If, if Make sure the wolf trusts you. Yeah. And if the Bigfoot moves in, like, it's in charge now. Yeah. Even if you're in charge, That's, like, technically because you're cleaning the house and, like, getting everything and taking care of it. It's still... It needs to think that yeah. it's in charge. Just let it think it's in charge. Yeah. Um, do you have a tip? I would say that was a lot of my tip, that was, was tip. that the don't Bigfoot's in charge. Don't your heart because um, you could fall in Don't them. trust cops, I guess, is another tip because they're well, just yeah. goofing on you and, like, sneaking into yeah. your house and moving your stuff around. Yeah. And their only job was to hold a lanthorn. And they were, they couldn't even do that. They broke into an empty house and moved the fucking furniture. I can't. I know. I can't. Insane. So mean. To just to sleep on. They just moved furniture closer to a fireplace to sleep. I don't if understand. If it was that bad, you guys... Just set up a system where you each get to nap a little bit and do, like, a tradesy. Yeah. I don't know. Wear, like, a better sweater at night. Yeah, wear a better sweater and a bobby coat. Yeah. I don't, you're also I don't holding know. fire. You're, you're holding, holding a lanthorn. Yeah, just I hold don't it a get little it. closer. And then my um, other tip is to just love your pets and know that they're well, always yeah. with you in your heart. Do love them. And that, and that also, Blue is, my tip is that Blue is the greatest cat to ever live. He's a beautiful boy. Mm-hmm. That's my tip. We love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my tip would be don't lie about being able to do magic. Don't lie mm. about being psychic. Don't lie about being able to, like, remove organs. 
yeah. without cutting someone open. That's like the weirdest one of all. Do look what up the videos of that because I know they exist and they're so weird. They're dumb and weird. Also, like, what do you have to gain by, like, fucking someone's life up? Yeah, I know. Like, are you really going to charge somebody, like, thousands of dollars to be like, sure, I'll remove your gallbladder. And then they, like, go to the they hospital die. next month and they're like, something's happening. But well, it's not my gallbladder because I got it removed. Doctors are bad to this very day. That's true. That is true. Some of them, and some of them are incredible, but some of them aren't. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, for one, just would be really mad across the board if somebody told me that they took something out and they didn't. I'd be like, what? What? Why? What, did, what was that thing you were holding then? Right. What exactly. Where did oh, you that get was, that? That was, a, that was a dog's gallbladder? Cool. Okay, how'd you get that? I'm glad you did surgery on did that dog. Did you just slide it around on me and make and it not me. seem like it came out? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you. I hope ugh. the dog is recovering well yeah, from the, the dog feels much the better surgery now you did on it. Out. I'm sure they murdered the dog. <sighs> I hope it wasn't a dog. I mean, all any animal would be bad, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was probably like a barnyard animal. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, don't look up videos of that, but do look up like. I don't know, psychic surgery. It's fucking weird. Yes, absolutely do. Um, you can email us, and please do, at that's the spirit podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter, at spiritpod. You can look at us on Instagram, at that's the spirit podcast. <laughs> look at us. You can look at our faces sometimes. Nope. And you can Not look at our website, but at thatsthespiritpodcast.com. You sure can. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thanks, guys. We love you. And we'll see you in hell. See you there. Goodbye. Bye.